0: Ladies and gentlemen, the Empire Podcast is proud to present the Marvel Studios' Christmassy Fanfare Orchestra. How, how are we making it Christmassy? Uh, um, leave, leave that to me. Okay. <clears throat> a one, a two, a one, two, three, four.
1: A one, two, three, four pa <laughs> pa <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go! What could be crispier than that? Merry Christmas, everybody! Oh, yes, we did it. And we couldn't have done it without ace composer Nick Harvey, who lent us his sleigh bells, especially for the occasion. Thanks very much, Nick. Merry Christmas. Ding dong, merrily on high. Hello, Pod. I'm Chris Hewitt. Welcome to the latest edition of the Empire Podcast Sporter Specials dedicated to, of course... Hawkeye. Hawkeye. And this one is dedicated to discussing episode five of the show, the penultimate episode. It is entitled simply Ronin, because as we all know, you say it bears when you say nothing at all. Ronan I
1: mean? doesn't speak so. Ronan Okay Ronan Ronan, Ronan. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah Yes
2: mm-hmm. Yes indeed What colour is the boathouse Chris What colour is the boathouse <laughs> What is the colour of the boathouse Hereford Where, Where's Hereford It's Hereford You fucking idiot <laughs> Perhaps that was a trick It was a trick question Yeah
0: Yeah uh, Maybe Sean Bean should have called him a
2: that. Eh Said It's eh? fucking Hereford Anyway this is shoppy, a spoiler special
1: Yes <laughs> It's Unexpected, only 20 years too late This is
2: And Unfortunate
0: Unfortunate it is mm. Yes, anyway, so joining me to discuss this episode are my three colleagues of such lethal cunning. We have of course Helen O'Hara. Hello. Ben Travis. Hello and James Dyer. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So we are in the home stretch. We are, as a famous wizard once said, in the end game now. But do we feel like we're in the end game? Because there was, there was quite
2: a lot of heavy lifting done by this episode, but I said yeah. there's still quite a lot mm. to do mm. still. And not far to go. They've got a lot to fit into that last episode. I have to say, I have to say, like having started out as a big old Hawkeye skeptic, I have enjoyed this more with every single episode. And that's not to say that each episode has been better than the last, just that I've enjoyed it more with each one. And I fucking love this episode. The prologue in particular, I thought was magnificent.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I think the I think you're right we've got a lot of tying up still to do. But we did we did begin to bring the threads together, I think, this time. You know, I think we've taken one player pretty much off the board. That 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 storyline seems set now to go off in a different direction on its own, potentially. I think we're beginning to tie together Eleanor Bishop and Sloan and Jack and ne'er do wells like the Kingpin, those are beginning to kind of come together and coalesce. We know that the watch has something to do with them. It's kind of, you know, it's beginning to reduce itself down to fewer <gasps> loose ends, I feel like. Like
0: like a fine sauce, like a way you be- reduce the exactly. sauce. Exactly.
1: We're reducing it to, a, to a, a tasty jus that we can then just, oh. you know, pour over the steak Diane that is oh. Hawkeye. At the in the final ep- look, I've lost the Cream metaphor, freeze. but it's it's, ah. it's there somewhere.
0: It's there somewhere. Absolutely, I'm excited about that. Hawkeye meets Master Chef. Yes, please, bring it on. Yeah, feels to me like there's I don't know, I don't know. The whole Jack thing is very, very interesting. Where is that going? A couple of people, weirdly enough, before this episode aired. Two people wrote in, independent of each other, unless there's some sh- sort of shadowy cabal out there of, of Jack stands. Um, not that I think they necessarily stand Jack, but they they both came up with the same theory. Mm. I'm going to run this past you. Go on. Do it. That Jack isn't Jack at all, but he is Brian Darcy James in disguise.
1: Whoa! <laughs> I like that theory!
0: I like the theory as well, and then I thought about it for more than 10 seconds, and it fell apart. <laughs> is it because very, very quickly?
3: that would basically make him an actor, and that would explain why he looks like Toast of London? <laughs> which is what I've been thinking this whole time. Major Matt Berry vibes.
0: Fire the nuclear weapons! Fire the nuclear weapon.
3: Clem Fandango in the MCU confirmed.
0: <laughs> I can hear you, Jack Duquesne. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it?
1: Wouldn't I mean it? that would that would be a whole dangling participle? Sorry, dangling uh, plot thread. You wow. know, taken care of, wouldn't it? And and ah, I no, I and it's in January. Lu- it's ludicrous, but I like it.
3: To- toast of New York starts in January. It's all Toast coming of together. Hollywood. Toast, of Toast of Hollywood. T-
0: Toast of, sorry, Toast of Tinseltown. Mm-hmm. Toast of Tinseltown. Let's get it right. Wow. We're doing weekly spoiler specials for that. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the most frivolous thing we could do a spoiler special for on a weekly basis? Kevin Feige uh, pretense. Pretense. <laughs> Toast oh, of Tinseltown. A Kevin Feige production. Yes, please. Make it happen. Uh, yes. So I don't think that Jack is Brian Darcy James in disguise. I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to wobble on my earlier prediction, by the way. That Brian Darcy James might pop up in this show if he if he is going to pop up, they're leaving it very late. Mm. Mm. There's a lot of there's a lot of it just it just feels like a lot of ground to cover in the last episode. Visa v. Eleanor and her perhaps duplicitousness,
3: I mm. think I feel like the perhaps has gone. I feel like that the duplicitousness is becoming more and more overt, which I I loved that this week because we also got moments of her and Kate having this really lovely mother-daughter dynamic. And I thought those moments felt really real. You felt the warmth, you felt the love there. But in that sequence between the two of them, the tone shifted when Kate was like, hey, we've been looking into these files and digging at some things and Jacques. uh, There was just a perceptible shift in the atmosphere Mm. and in especially the performance of Vera Farmiga, who I think is doing an excellent job at playing both sides of that.
2: And yeah. I thought, unfortunately, I wonder, see, I felt that scene very much telegraphed the ending a little bit. Like maybe it's just because I was projecting because I was expecting it to go that way anyway. But the way she kind of went slightly rigid when she mentioned the shell company, like I felt a little bit, oh, so it's you and not him, which actually would have been nice if I'd not seen that coming.
3: But then I think the dress in episode one foreshadowed think? <laughs> this here—the very first moment we saw it, it was like, "Oh, you're a Badden." These
1: can wear red; it's fine. But, but no, I think I think you can—you know—you can see how Kate could read it the other way. You can see how Kate could read it as my mother is finally taking my concerns seriously. You know, she sees this possibility here. So, I I, th- I think that's not—it's not overly telegraphed in that sense. I wouldn't mm. say.
0: Interesting, of course, that Kate, last week, was smart enough to figure out that Clint was Ronan, mm. uh, but isn't putting two and two together with with her mum. You don't her. want to think the worst of the people that you love, exactly. do you, necessarily? So there, there's there's that for a start. But uh, but yeah, the, the big revelation at the end, that Eleanor Bishop is the queenpin of crime, um, hanging around, gadding about, joshing around with, uh, with our old good friend, our dear friend, Wilson Fisk. He has been confirmed, played, of course, by Vincent D'Onofrio.
1: Uh, he is back
0: woop, woop. in the MCU. And uh, what do we make of that? This, uh, this is a theory that we've been cultivating for a couple of weeks now. And uh, what do we make of the manner in which he was revealed on a shadowy pic on a cell phone?
3: I expected that we might actually physically see him in the, this episode rather than just a photograph of him. Obviously, they've already teased him, that hand on the hand. shoulder mm. a couple of episodes. Uh, it was a weirdly recognisable hand. That feels like a strange thing to say. Um But we, we sort of knew it was going there and uh thinking that this is all, yeah, kind of coming together and, and going to the next level and, and knowing how they've constructed these shows in a way that I think is really smart, right? That they create talking points every single week. They, they include some kind of revelation that sets the internet ablaze without fail each Wednesday while at the same time not just feeling like a, like a slot machine of, of trending topics i think they do that where it feels really organic to the story or feels genuinely exciting while also being something that means that for six solid weeks we are just talking about hawkeye um all of which to say we kind of knew that kingpin was coming i thought that we might actually see him appear in the episode but i guess It's just enough confirmation of like, yes, this guy is the end game uh, for this show. And the logo that came up at the end of the credit sequence this week, uh, where it's kind of zoomed further out and it's the silhouette of of Wilson Fisk, was um, another lovely tease for what's going to come in next week's episode. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I still don't know if he's the end game in the sense of being, you know, I mean, the focus of the show. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think he may still Mm. be behind... Essentially, the big bad here, whether that's Vera Farmiga or Vera Farmiga, but um, <laughs> but <laughs> might be Jack, you, might be Jack, <laughs> might be Jack, might be Jack, could be Jack. Um But you know, I don't, I don't know if we'll get to see like full on kind of King pinniness, I feel like, right, it's going to be sort of the shadow behind the. Yeah, trend. I
2: think so. Because well, I don't, you don't want him like coming in and stealing the show by chewing every single piece of scenery as he has a tendency to do uh, in the best possible way. It's great, like. The Marvel didn't have the best time on Netflix, I think it's fairly safe to say, but Daredevil, which had highs and lows, all of its highs, I think, centered around the Kingpin storyline. So seasons one, season three. And I, I'm thrilled to have him back in here. I, I love the fact that Farge confirmed that that Charlie Cox's Daredevil will return. And I love the fact that we now have uh, we now have our Kingpin back. I think it's good. Do you think we'll see Matt
0: Murdock in we've been theorising about this but episode 6 do you think we might see him show up at some point
2: or is that going to be saved for something else
1: I think that'll be saved for something else
2: yeah I think I think it's not beyond the realms of possibility but I I suspect elsewhere
0: okay interesting
2: do we think we're going to load up disney plus next
3: week and the sixth episode of hawkeye will feature an 18 rating and at some point kingpin will absolutely <laughs> brutalize somebody with a car door and there will be blood yeah, everywhere I mean, and the tone of the mcu is just gonna go really really you make dark a very
2: valid point that the mcu has been very kind of 12 slash pg-13 friendly and daredevil that world really really isn't like it's very much R rated territory, so you know, for those younger completists watching all this, they're um gonna have some you know mild trauma in their in the future, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think it's fine, it's just about levels it's of brutality and what you saw, it's just a head crushed,
0: it's fine. Well, if you see it, yes, but if you imply it, then you're exactly. fine. It's you know, if you if you Bucky kills a whole bunch of people, machine guns them to bits in Winter Soldier, and yet you don't see any blood, so therefore it's totally fine. That is just that's just one of the, the ways of getting around it. so I don't think you know you can you don't have to lose anything in, in intensity by having these characters and by going down that road. you are naturally, I guess going into. Something that will push the MCU a little bit in terms of tone, not just with not just with with, you know, any imminent Daredevil appearance or with, with Kingpin, but with Blade, of mm. course, famously mm. as an R rated character. You know, how the hell are they gonna do Deadpool in this in this if they do Deadpool? Uh which I'm sure they will. Uh but, you know, how are they gonna do Deadpool in, in within the the guidelines uh, that they've established in this universe? Uh maybe they will. Just go. You know what? Fuck it. We'll have a, we'll have a couple of R-rated films uh, in there. We 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 feel we can. We've earned the creative swing. But or maybe they won't. I maybe. don't know. But yeah. it's um, it's interesting. It's interesting. But we we've kind of started at the end of this episode a little bit with with the kingpin and Eleanor and how this all pans out. We'll get to that. We should delve deeply into that uh, as we go. But let's try and go through the episode fairly chronologically. I thought this episode was really interesting. Um, again, it's a bit more somber, I think, than we've had in recent weeks. There's not that much in the way of humor. Uh, they, they deliberately split Clint and Kate apart. Um, and there's not really that much, by the way, of jokes, except for that lovely montage of Kate uh, doing that sort of swinger style
2: answer phone medley. I, I, I think the girls' night was pretty funny. Sinister, that was a great but scene. also night. funny. Yes. Yes. Um, but really for me, the most notable thing is that it shows us something we haven't seen before, which is what it was like to be blipped in mm. that way, that kind of mm-hmm. instant snap and then reform. And I thought that was magnificently done. I thought it was be- a beautiful moment where she just looks into the mirror, dusts and then reforms, and then the wallpaper kind of shifts and five years have just suddenly passed in an instant. Uh, and that, that's a new thing for us. The mm, amount yes. of narrative stuff they do within four
3: minutes, within yeah. that opening, the amount that they get across in terms of, obviously we, we sort of know this, but the chronology of where Black Widow fit into everything and what y- Yelena was doing and where she was when she was blipped. And, and yeah, as James said, how that experience was for her, that we are getting all of these different experiences of the blip, like like that great moment in WandaVision where Monica wakens up in the hospital and it's chaos, mm. it's anarchy, and you see mm. the terror and the panic. And I think you didn't get the 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 kind of terror of it in this one, but the sheer disorientation of Yelena as she just suddenly is like, What is happening? Where I'm in the same place but a different mm. place and who are all these people was um really, really well done. It's the yeah. first
0: time we've seen that it was instantaneous. Yeah. And that's yeah. really interesting. Like it's like they disappear and then they're back again. And for them, immediately, unless, of course, you know, as we've discussed in the past, unless you're on a plane, then <laughs> nothing's going to change necessarily. Unless, what if you're like in somewhere that's been bulldozed or now is like I, under again, cement. we've oh. got, we've
1: we we've dealt with this. It's a sort of a it's a subconscious. You bring them back in one piece. Of course, you do on on ground level wherever ground level now is. It's, no, it's they are embedded
2: fun. in concrete, Helen, and you wow. know. It.
1: <laughs> okay, but there is there is a really interesting little thing in that scene, um, which is the fact that the. Uh, the ex-widow who she was visiting when this all went down, uh, has an adopted child, so that's presumably a child, or most likely a child who was a, who was orphaned in inverted commas in the blip. There's going to be so much chaos that way. That child has been raised by these people for five years, say, three years, however long, and um potentially now has parents who unblip. Can you imagine? Oh my what, god! Which child? Anyway, which child, sorry? The um, so the ex-widow that she's visiting when the blip happens, Anna. when she comes back, has a husband and child. Yes, but the child is adopted.
3: Would have to be. And they say, no, they say, it's they say, they
1: literally in the say, script. they adopted a child. they don't specify it's a it's a child of the blip, but you know, it would make sense.
2: Well, and oh. the children of the blip would have to be adopted by someone. Would have to be adopted so. by somebody. Yeah.
1: Isn't it? That a- that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I mean, wow. that's a tiny, like, in passing, just thing that I thought of.
0: Okay. So, so, yeah. Wow. God, the repercussions of this thing. And I'm glad that they're investigating it and exploring it as, mm. as best as they can. Uh, but the opening I thought was really interesting. So, it's not the first time that we've, you know, they, they, they had an Echo Focus cold open a couple of episodes ago. So, it makes sense that we, we get a bit more of Yelena. Um, gives her a little bit more backstory. So we know now that at the end of Black Widow, when she goes to see Natasha's grave, that that may well be the first time that she was seeing her sister's grave. Uh, you know, and this is obviously the moment where she learns that Natasha has died. Uh, I think we talked about it, the Black Widow thing. We were worrying, wondering whether Yelena had blipped.
1: Yeah, I thought so. I can't remember I think, exactly where yeah. we came
0: down on, but yeah, we, we figured, I think we, we figured Probably. But yeah, I thought this was really interesting, cold open. Did you guess once we saw 2018 come up that this no. would end with blipping? No. I was confused for about thirty
3: seconds. I was like, "Wait, where where are we? What is happening?" And then it all came together, kind of really mm-hmm. beautifully. And in terms of Yelena's experience as well, of seeing where she is in this show, and it's not just her blipping, but her blipping and and having had a conversation a second ago about whether like how how's your sister doing, and then to blip and come back, and suddenly Natasha is gone. I, th- I think you felt the weight of that as well. It was it was so much all in just this, this very very short sequence it was incredible how much they packed in but also gave you so much um that, that felt not rushed it, it felt like it had the space to kind of do what it needed to do
1: logically that couldn't be the moment she actually learns because that other woman anna wouldn't know yet mm. if the hulk blip has just blipped it's, it's
2: a good true. point it's a right? very good point
1: but but yeah we know that she's about to find out so very, very good point. I mean, unless unless the Avengers, you know, released the news the day before going well, have, on there. They presumably
2: have a social media editor who was live tweeting the entire battle, so. <laughs> yes. Um-
0: OMG, guys, Natasha is down. Hashtag sad. <laughs> oh, sad, sad, sad emoji, sad, sad emoji, sad, sad emoji. <laughs> emoji. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag splatasharumanoff.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, no, too soon,
0: whoa, <laughs> too soon. Whoa. Hashtag Natasha Oh my God, (laughs) oh my God.
1: Does that bring us, no, please stop. (laughs) I am
0: available to be the social media editor for the Avengers,
1: should they need anyone. Does that bring us to Hawkeye's little chat to the Avengers plaque and to
2: Natasha? Hashtag sad. Sad. Oh God. Sad times. You're all on stage crying emoji. Turned off his hearing aid so he could like focus. The whole world faded away and he apologized for what he had to do. Yeah, and he says I missed you,
0: and I, I, I honestly I'm beginning to love little touches like this. Uh, you know, the I'm still not sure how I feel about the Statue of Liberty being given a Captain America shield, mm. uh, which is of course referenced in this episode. But the fact that there would be a plaque. To commemorate that this is the point that they did that three sixty hero shot. <laughs>
1: That's
0: great. <laughs> this is the That's place fantastic. that they first
1: assembled. Yeah. <laughs> this is
0: it. Again, we're we we're, you know we we have an actual Avenger standing in front of a plaque that you would imagine would be a big tourist attraction, and maybe this speaks to Clint's incognito style yeah. that he can stand in front of it having a heart-to-heart with the plaque and no one's like, hang on a second, is that Hawkeye doing a sort of mad culprit to that <sighs> plaque? Uh, but I really, really liked that. I thought it was, I thought it was terrific. This episode, again, was an interesting one structurally in that it didn't give us Clint for, for about 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you have the cold opening with Yelena. Then you have, weirdly, after the Marvel Studios fanfare, performed, I thought, amateurishly by an orchestra <laughs> uh, uh, with actual instruments and not some fucking bozos on kazoos. But then you have the previously on. I've never yeah. seen that before. That yeah. threw me.
2: That was interesting.
0: Jimbo, you've watched You watch um, TV. I believe you talk about it on a, t- on a podcast. It
2: happens from time to time. Yes, yeah. that's, that's very unusual to have the previous. I mean, cold opens are a dime a dozen, but to have the cold open and then the previously on that is not common.
0: You know what they should have done in the previously on? They should have had excerpts from the cold open.
2: Previously yeah. <laughs> so <maybe> on. <laughs> Ten seconds ago on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I just got
0: trapped in an infinite loop. Oh, mm-hmm. that would have been amazing. So then we have the, we have the cold open, and then we have the, uh, the previously on, and then we have Kate, don't we? Kate and her mum. Yeah, Kate, Kate and her mum. Yeah, Kate yeah.
2: coming home upset, and then the girls' night. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so Kate and her mum. Okay, so let's start there. So Kate and her mum they're having this big old conversation, and <laughs> Eleanor's like, "Oh, I'm really worried about my daughter. Oh, it's so good. Ah." Oh. And then she's like, "Hey, mum, you should look into Jack because I've I've looked into him, and there's this business. I'm I'm going to go into incredible detail here, mum. And Fear uh, of Farmiga's poker face is really good. Pop Sorry, because you have yes, you have to give away just enough to the audience to let us know." that she's got a glimmer of fear in her eyes like how oh, fuck my daughter is now poking around in my affairs getting very close to discovering my duplicit this this this, this, and this and this is bad and something has to be done so jack becomes what the sacrificial lamb
1: maybe, i guess so or the judas goat of some sort you know maybe it's a ploy of some sort Someone has said that
0: in a question. Someone has written in saying it all seems very convenient that Kate comes back and Jack is being carted off without a care in the world. Oh, I'll be back in time for your Christmas party, he says.
2: But Mm. also, there's some some cold motherfucking shit going on there where she is essentially treating her daughter's wounds that she is basically responsible for on every level. (gasps) It's like that is fucking harsh. I never even thought about that. Yeah, you're absolutely
0: right. Like we have to ask, like, what. Why, how, who, why has she? Why, why is she trying to have Clint killed? Well, because he's 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 digging into her business, isn't he? No, but was that something that she had paid for
2: before Clint started hanging around with her daughter?
0: Or am I getting the timeline a bit? I imagine
2: that this is that she's seen this as an emerging problem. Let's nip that shit in the bud. Uh, Let's call in a Black Ah. Widow.
1: So okay, but. Um, I have questions. So that um, <laughs> the the final scene, the 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 post credit sting in Black Widow with Val and Yelena didn't yeah. appear Val's to be Shop-aholic. winter. <laughs> yeah. One of our favorite questioners. But that didn't mm-hmm. appear to be a winter scene, but I guess, you know, we're just gonna assume it's a different part of the country or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um
0: that would make sense because she would then need time to get from, okay. So let's say, um, so where did, where did, um, Natasha and Yelena grow up? Where was that opening scene? Ohio. Ohio. Wasn't it Ohio? All right. Yeah. It was Ohio. Could someone look up what Ohio's like in December? What's the weather like in Ohio okay. in December?
1: Well, it's a big state, but it, it, I'm, I'm thinking it's cold. It's not Southern.
0: Ohio, December weather. All right. Uh, oh, God, it's all in Fahrenheit.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, 46 degrees to 38 degrees. So that's just above freezing.
0: Okay. All right. So that doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's fine. That's fine. That's totally fine. Oh,
1: no, it goes, be- it goes below freezing every day or on okay. average. On average.
0: We may be overthinking this. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, so what are you saying? That is- so that... Yelena was sicked on Clint earlier.
1: Earlier, it seemed to be me to me to be earlier. Yeah, it did. Okay. Yeah.
0: Ben, do you think? Do you think it was reactive?
3: I think it was possibly tied into the thing that we're still not quite sure about of what's happening with the Avengers Tower and the Watch and the Ronin Sword and why everything's being sold. That seems to connect to Jacques and Blokey, who got killed off in episode one. Armand Armand. and it feels like that's still just like a big central bit of the jigsaw that we don't know what the pieces well we know what the pieces might be and so I think it's maybe tied into that that the that Yelena had already been hired to take Clint out because of something to do with the sword and the watch which we don't know what that means yet.
1: Okay, so I think, I don't think those are necessarily connected. The watch maybe, but the rest not. I think the, so was it, it, is, it isn't Avengers Tower. Those came from Avengers Compound, ruins of, right. at the end of Endgame. Mm-hmm. That's where those were all being stored, we're told. And yes. that they have, the, the, what I'm taking from it is they've been stolen. This is a sort of Spider Man homecoming situation where somebody has gone through the rubble, dug this stuff up, and is trying to sell it on the black market. So Spoils I don't think. Spoils of war. Yeah, so I don't think this is a. I don't think this is connected to the tar because I think the selling of the tar was completely separate. The watch is the only thing that seems to play a plot point beyond that. So I think the other stuff was being sold as being, hey, this is a cool thing. Let's sell it and make some money. The watch clearly has some kind of effect of some way. Clint seemed to be worried it would tie him to something. It would. It would give something away and that it would con- it seemed to be connected with the kingpin in his mind.
0: Someone right? was saying last week that it has a, a an inscription on it. I don't know whether we've seen it or whether they were just guessing that maybe. name's Laura maybe maybe
1: because I, I, I don't we know. saw that Maya had um Maya, Maya had it and then also had a list of his family. Yep. So maybe it is literally an inscription in which case why would he have left that in the comp- maybe it was just in Avengers compound you know when the place was ruined by Thanos.
3: Maybe it didn't fit with his Uh, Quantum Realm suit So he was like I'm just going to leave this here And then he didn't really have time To put his watch back on And then
1: But then why would he think About the watch At the time that he did What last episode Why would it suddenly occur to him To worry about the watch If it was just an inscribed watch I don't think Do you know what I mean I don't think that Hmm. would be So much in in the forefront of his mind I mean maybe it would be Because maybe he kept it With the Ronin suit at, At Avengers HQ I don't know But it seems It seems to be more than that maybe I don't know
0: Blimey, yeah, a lot of stuff. Well we'll get on to predictions for the, the final episode towards the end of the of this episode. Uh but in the meantime, yes, girls' night.
1: Oh, such a good scene.
0: Kate goes back to her burned-out apartment and suddenly there is Yelena. And uh I think Florence Pugh is terrific in this scene. They're both terrific. I mean, yeah. you know, this is the weekly, Haley Steinfeld is terrific uh speech. <laughs> Uh, but Florence Pugh here, because you know we've 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 got to see Yelena a little bit in Black Widow. But there's something about how cocksure she is here. If I wanted you dead, you would have killed me. Yes, the second you came in through, the, through the door, you know you you wouldn't even have seen it coming. All, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. she's so much fun in this scene. They are so good together. I We're mean, so Yelena was one of the highlights of Black Widow,
3: um, and they gave her really great moments there. And, and But the fact that she comes into this show and shines just the same maybe even slightly brighter i thought Mm. this conversation was so so funny It had all of these really great gags and beats between them even just the whole you have one fuck (laughs) Kate bishop (laughs) saying i'm one person (laughs) this is just um felt really pragmatic yeah yeah makes sense i did wonder if all of the like reindeer eating stuff was like florence Pugh improv that felt very freewheeling to me and you can feel that she's just quite locked into the accent and can just just go with it let's just kind of chat and um yeah see what yelena's like in a different kind of setup as well because in black widow she was very much positioned as yes she is her own person but she was basically playing off nat and playing off the family so seeing her in her own right seeing her play off against somebody who's sort of i guess her equal because she looks up to nat so she was the youngest person in that family unit When we saw her in Black Widow, it was a very specific part of that construct. So then to see Mm. Yelena playing off against Kate um, and and somebody who is on the same level as her or who maybe she sees herself as being above Kate. um, Well, she definitely does because of some of the gags (laughs) in those exchanges was so much fun.
1: But, and and, yeah, absolutely. In terms of deadliness, she is not worried about Kate's abilities, but she does respect her, I think, in other ways. And and she seems to sort of, you know, she obviously gives her props for rescuing the dog, which, Mm. again, speaks well of Yelena's character. I I just love love their banter. I love the ease that they both have. I love how freaking charismatic they both are. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, did they both get Oscar nominated in their teens? I know they're both Oscar nominees, but it was pretty close Uh, uh, in Pew's case, if not... But no, she's you know...
0: Florence Pugh's mid mid twenties. So
1: okay, no. fine, but um, but yeah, just I, 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 I freaking love them together. I love you know this discussion. Well, yeah, I, I know how delicious it is. You know this sort of slightly <laughs> um uh, defensiveness of that, but uh, but yeah, and it, it's it. You saw a lot of their potential. I think here, I want to mm. see more of them. I want oh. to see a young Avengers with these two hanging out because you th- I mean, imagine what they could do together. Wow.
2: I love what Florence Pugh does with Yelena so much. She's so effortlessly funny in this role. But I think the tone of this this was so fun because it was playful, it was enjoyable, but there was a real undercurrent of menace and threat to it. That from Kate's point of view, she was very on edge. And you can understand why. It's like, because this woman hasn't killed you yet because she doesn't want you Mm. dead yet. But that's not to say she's not going to kill you at the end of this exchange and she absolutely could. Although, lest we forget, Kate, you know, she can handle herself, but Still, yeah, this yeah. is a this She's is a trained killer. This is the thing, like
0: that opening exchange, actually between Eleanor and Kate is really interesting. Where she goes, you know, did Clint think that you were a superhero? And she, and, and Kate's just like, no, he didn't. And I thought I could be one of them. And I, you know, mm. and this episode is about her being knocked down and 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 kind of seen. What it's like to be she's been in the company of Clint now for a week. She's gone into all kinds of dangerous scrapes, and she's, you know, her life's been in danger. But to actually be in the room with someone who even though they appear jocular and jaunty, could snap your neck in it like a like a twig in a heartbeat, kind of, I think, brings home to her how far she has to go. And the episode does a really good job. It has a truncated arc of this is over for Kate. In a way that, you know, I've had, I've had a good run at it, but I've got to be realistic now. I'm just a rich kid with a bow and I can't do this. And one of the interesting transitions in the show from the director's Burton and Bertie is that moment where Clint is speaking to the plaque and he puts on his hood and he walks away. And the shot goes out of focus and the very next shot is Kate on her bed and she's out of focus and she sits up and as she sits up, she comes into focus. And that's the moment, that Mm. scene is the moment where she looks around. And I thought initially it was going to be like a usual suspects thing where she saw some clues about Eleanor's duplicitousness, but it wasn't that. It was something else. It was about her getting inspiration to get back into the game and I think that's partially what this is. It's the cold shock. It's the shock of almost like cold water hitting your face. Uh, and that's what Yelena is. And Yelena causes her to have that moment of introspection and then ultimately rising above it.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's exactly it. I think you get a sense in this episode of Kate's irrepressibility again. And not just in the sense of bubbling, you know, almost childish enthusiasm, which we've we've had a lot of from her, but a sort of conscious irrepressibility of of her deciding to get back up again. It's almost Spider-Man yeah. under the under the, you know, giant piece of concrete. Sort of her deciding, okay, yes, I could get killed. Yes, I am at risk. Yes, this is scary, actually, and yes, I'm still going to go out there and back Clint up again, and I'm still going to get myself back in there, and I'm still going to look out for him. So it's a, it's a, it's a more maybe mature and considered Kate by the end of this episode than I think it was at the beginning.
3: Because I think something that Clint and then now something that Kate is realizing, uh, something he's always had to deal with as a member of the Avengers, is how extremely mortal he is compared to everybody else. Mm. Um, and like
0: extremely mortal. Extremely mortal,
3: and not in a Geordie Shaw sense. Um, but I, I think that's why you feel... I don't like understand it. that reference, but sure.
0: <laughs> He's found the one TV show you don't watch. Yeah,
3: but you feel, as James said, the level of threat in that girl's night sequence that's uh, bubbling under the whole thing that yes kate can really handle herself but if yelena turned it on right now she would be screwed and i love yeah. that part of the way we see uh how truly dangerous yelena is uh, is because of the absolutely insane levels of sriracha hot sauce she puts on her macaroni <laughs> yeah, I mean, which no a other lot. human could
2: withstand <laughs> that was wild there's, the, there's a classic device that you see a lot use where someone really sinister, like a torturer, or someone who's about to do something really, really deeply unpleasant, uses really light and breezy small talk and talks about food or something really casual as a kind of precursor to this dreadful thing they're about to do. And I think that feeds into this because you can mm. totally see it going in that direction. But when she talks to her, I think what was quite interesting for me is like it tells you a lot about Clint and his time as Ronin. Like, we know what Ronin was up to, sort of intellectually. And through Echo, we know that there was a cost to that. But it's just that line where she says, the trail of blood that follows him, you could wrap around the entire world. And you're like, I mean, that's... as. very russian Russian. (laughs) but i was like just the amount of people he must have killed the shit out of during that time that's five years of blood that's a lot but they were all bad
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah but you know i don't get quite as much threat from her maybe in that scene but i think because i think you know we have the sense at least that that she is a reformed character. She is not reformed, but she is now in control of her own mind. She doesn't kill unnecessarily. Still a professional killer. Still a professional killer.
2: (laughs) Still literally kills for money.
1: Well, we actually, I mean, in 2018, that wasn't what she was doing. In 2018, she was going around freeing people from slavery, essentially. Um, So, yeah, she may have taken on this contract, but we don't know that she's taken on loads of contracts. She appears to have taken on a contract for the person she believes killed her sister, that's maybe a different thing from being a professional hit person It's also clear, right now. though,
0: that she knows uh, at the end of The po- Black Widow that she and Fal have worked together before, so true, I would, true. I don't
2: think this is her first rodeo. Yeah, yeah. I no, think no, it's but maybe she doesn't have, third
1: to have for her. She could have done any yes, number of other She could have
2: done some light cleaning and administrative work. I mean, I think that's very likely.
1: <laughs> Look, I'm just saying there's other things that spies <laughs> she do. She has a very particular set of skills.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Of course, everyone in this, everyone who's on the chessboard has... Killed. Everyone's has yeah. it, got blood in their hands. Apart from Kate, mm. uh, which I thought, which I think is
2: interesting. Although we had a discussion, was it last week or the week before? We talked about Kate's eyes specifically, like the blue. Poster eyes and like yes. her eyes in the show. And I was looking at her, so she is wearing dodgy blue contacts, isn't she? Which uh, previously I don't think I'd quite done. We weren't what? sure whether she was really? or not. She's definitely wearing blue contact lenses. They're very, because when? she has very dark brown eyes. They don't look particularly blue, but she's wearing blue contact lenses over her very dark brown eyes. Huh. So they are what? trying to give her blue eyes. They're, they're failing miserably. No, they are failing miserably. Although on the poster they've clearly just given her blue eyes. But uh, yeah, she does. She is wearing contacts, blue, blue contacts.
0: What? You're a madman. I'm not. This is, this is absolutely true. <laughs> You're
2: deranged, drunk with power. <laughs> What's going on? You're right. I just see the eyes of Ibad everywhere I turn. Like... <laughs> I, 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 I've watched this
0: episode twice. Uh, I'm going to need to watch it again. Trust me. Th- Clearly, yeah. I, I'm going to have to explain to my wife why I am pausing the screen every time <laughs> Hayley Steinfeld comes on screen, and I'm going up to it and peering deep. I just need to see her eyes. You don't understand. That'll, that'll wash. That'll go, that'll, <laughs> that'll go down well. Uh, anywho, that conversation also does something which, which we, we have talked about on this podcast, and it's a conversation that we might well have had, which is, why are you going to kill Clint? Well, because he killed my sister. Well, that's not what happened. So clearly she's been told, as we talked about mm-hmm. last week, dodgy, dodgy info. Mm. Or, or foul has maybe kind of just Tipped her in the in the in the wrong direction deliberately. So
1: yeah, it's interesting that Clint knows by the way that she exists and just didn't didn't know what she looked like. So that's yeah. what we speculated last mm-hmm. week, and and yeah. which was true. But yeah, they you know they they clearly haven't met. They know that they he knows that she exists, and that's it. And so there is this room for misunderstanding, and you have to hope a room for you know a bit of a conversation at some point, which could at this point potentially have Kate brokering that conversation. It could she could potentially ask them both to stop fighting for a second and actually talk. And I think also overcome Clint's tendency to possibly want to throw himself on Yelena's sword as it were and sort of say, "You know what? It's a fair cop. She's dead because of me." Cuz that's the kind of thing he would say at the at the worst possible moment.
0: Yeah.
3: So yeah.
1: and and what we could have is Kate going, "Well, hang on a minute. Let's talk about this."
3: I love the levels that they're dealing with all of this on of of kind of Clint's guilt, but the actions of what happened and and Kate saying, Clint, saved the world. And Yelena saying, no, my sister, saved the world, because all of those things are true. Mm. But you can see very clearly why these different characters have different perspectives on what that truth is.
0: Let's talk Clint. Then in this episode, we don't get we don't get Renner time. For, for quite some time. And what we do, Clinton is is in a dark place in this episode. Mm. He's in a dark place. He is contemplating the sins of the past. He is hurting physically. He's hurting emotionally. He's on Grills' sofa. He's a man who's pushing fifty, I'm guessing, in this show, uh renders fifty in real life. So, you know, he doesn't recover as fast as he used to. Christ money, I've got a bad back doing this podcast. Do do what he did. <laughs> It's, it would destroy me. Um, and even then, when we see him, we see him in the plaque. He's, again, he's introspective. He's mournful. He is building up to do something. He said last week that he doesn't want to see anyone else die. But do you think he's going
2: to the showdown with Echo to kill her? Oh, 100%. Or, yeah. No. He, well, he I, doesn't. no I, I think he is because he apologizes to Natasha for what he's about to do, which is he's going to become Ronin again. Because the whole thing is, if he doesn't end that then and there, it's never mm. going to end. And I think he goes into that thinking he's going to kill her and then maybe rethinks it. But I, I think he think goes so. there to to do some, some killing. I think he goes there. He knows that he's going to have to put the
3: suit on again and that's what he's apologising for. But he knows that what he needs to do for Echo is to show her visibly, I am Ronin. See To see him in the suit, doing the fighting, knowing that that's him, and for him to take the mask off in front of her. I think that is what yeah. it
2: was about rather than killing her. I, I feel like... Ghost of Scar- of 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 Black Widow would be less concerned about his sartorial choices. I'm. Just, no, I got to be honest with you.
1: I, th- I think I think he he t- he said. I think I think his sort of mental promise to her was he would never be Ronin again, and he's put on the costume and therefore he feels like he needs to apologise. He he probably you know accepts that there's a risk of killing, but I don't think he goes there with murder in mind.
0: he goes out of his way not to kill. Yeah, I think in in that in that final showdown with Echo, uh, which throws up an awful lot of. If just that whole confrontation and the conversation he has with Laura uh, who is my wife Fala, reminded me the day of that amazing line from Age of Ultron you know I have, you know I support you in your avenging uh, and we now see the <laughs> full extent of exactly how much she has supported him over the years. But that conversation he has with her, because he's, you know, she's asking she that conversation, she's asked about permission. Mm-hmm. They're talking about permission. So I think I'm kind of leaning a little bit more towards Jimbo's side of things here, that yes. he's maybe gonna try and shut this thing down. And one of the reasons why he's shutting it down is of course because he's 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 scared. Mm-hmm. An Avenger, a badass killer, is scared of the kingpin. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily, I think, need to have seen Daredevil on the Netflix, on the Netflix, mm. as the kids call it. Um, you don't need to have seen that, I think, to really get a sense of what this guy means and how scary he is. All you need to know is that Clint Barton's shitting his pants about him. Ergo, a man who could call the Hulk, yeah, <laughs> you know, is, is shitting his pants about him. So, therefore, this guy must be in business.
1: I, I, again, I still don't think he's planning murder. I think he sees the possibility of deaths. I don't, okay. think, I don't think he's planning murder. I do think he might kill the kingpin if, if it came down to the safety, you know, leaving him alive or his family mm-hmm. being at risk forever. I, th- I think that's a, a decision he would make. But I don't think he's planning to murder Maya. Not if, you know, not if there's any possible way to talk her around. Um, I, 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 I mean, may, maybe it is his third or fourth plan, but it's not his mm-hmm. primary, primary mission
2: speaking of which I very much enjoy his conversation with her the way it switches from her point of view to his mm. and what she understands from reading his lips and what he understands from her signing I think that's lovely but before we obviously talk about that I want to tip my hat to the Trust a Bro moving company and the fact that not only do they listen to Run-DMC when they're driving it but they make a <laughs> brilliant Royal Tenenbaum's gag and I was here for it mm. <laughs> I
1: know
2: I, I wonder how that. Wes Anderson feels about
3: now officially <laughs> being a part of the MCU I'm trying to think of filmmakers who are more kind of opposed
0: in their approach uh, to i'm just waiting for things. the big martin scorsese <laughs> references <This> it's coming <laughs> they're in new york for god's sake they you know it's gonna be something about the mean streets I, I want i want clint before the final showdown next week who put this hand over a flame you know
1: <laughs> talking to himself in the mirror
0: yeah yeah you're talking to me i i want that i want next week to be a full-on martin scorsese homage uh yeah there's i love that i love those guys i think they're great they're really, really, funny. really they've,
1: funny. They've really developed since the first episode.
0: Yeah. And as indeed has uh, everyone's favourite toilet related bad guy, Kazi. So <laughs> who is played, of course, and Helen, um, someone pointed out that we haven't pointed this out. I'm mm. sure you knew this, right? That mm-hmm. that the actor who plays him, Fra Fee is from Northern Ireland.
1: Yeah, he is. Yeah. We um, haven't
0: pointed it out in the podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. So I apologise. Yeah. He's he from Dungannon, which isn't a million miles away from my neck of the woods. Uh, a little bit further from Helens but I'm going to give you perspice, yes. precise details and postcodes and stuff I'm glad he plays him for a fee because you wouldn't want him to do it for free that would be really unethical
1: hey. that would be for free if you're good
0: at something don't do it for free <laughs> don't do it don't do it if you're good at something do it for a fee but don't do it for our free wait a minute I'm doing it for free but not for free oh for god's sake that's <laughs> exactly what
1: happened that's it 100% <laughs> yeah he could not have looked shiftier when she started asking about an informant could he? Mm-hmm. no one has ever looked shiftier I don't think
0: that's what I was saying. That that, that 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 conversation with with Echo and the conversation with with um with with Laura develops things a little bit more, doesn't it? Which is yeah. introduces the idea that Clint's afraid of the Kingpin, but also introduces the idea that there's a there's a rat there's mm, a rat a rat in my kitchen.
2: What, yeah. what are we gonna do?
3: I, I imagine kill him quite <laughs> yep. badly. Will that be the Scorsese reference in the final episode? <laughs> a CGI rat running across the screen. <laughs>
1: Well, they already had that in Endgame.
0: Very true. Yeah, this is true.
1: Um, but no, it, it it does seem like it's the kingpin behind her dad's murder, really. With with Ronin simply as the blade, if you like, and mm-hmm. therefore uh, that maybe sets up her show. Maybe that's really all the kingpin is here to do this I'm- time.
2: Does that absolve him of any responsibility in her eyes? No,
1: because he does have mens rea, unlike Bucky. Actually. Oh God! Um, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> but, but I think, but I think she respects this idea, and I think Elena would respect the same idea that they are trained killers and that mm. they are weapons. He's and a weapon. The, and the person who pointed who, at her father. Yeah. Mm. So I'm not saying legally that's logic that <laughs> applies, but but in this sort of criminal underworld sense, yeah, there is something to be said for them.
3: In terms of, as James was saying, that moment of of Echo and Clint sort of talking to each other, I, that's why I also think that he wasn't going there to murder her, because I think so much of it is him sho- showing her that it's him under the mask, but trying to connect with her. The fact that he is, to the extent that he can, doing a bit of ASL um, to compliment, and saying that we are weapons, trying to basically say we are products of everything that happened. I, I think it's all about trying to create a connection with Echo, with Maya, and kind of talk her down a little bit and redirect her in the direction that she should be uh, kind of putting her vengeance. There's
0: also a bit of a sense of a reality check in that the, the episode is bookended. As I said previously, you have the conversation with Kate and with Yelena where Kate is suddenly in a room with someone who could kill her without without missing a beat. Echo and Clint are a little bit more evenly matched, but at the same time, that's also a conversation between someone who is out of her depth a little mm. bit with someone who is a seasoned veteran killer yeah. who could and would, if it came down to it, kill her uh, without really missing a beat. And I think it's really interesting that these are almost wake up calls slash reality checks for both for both Kate and uh, and indeed Echo. Good point.
3: Maya had that really great line earlier on in the episode um, when she's being patched up after the fight from the previous episode uh, where she signs, uh, it's all bigger than I thought. And you have that moment where this character throughout the whole show, you've seen her being very much in control, having everything in hand of, of leading the tracksuit mafia, suddenly realizing that she doesn't know the full picture after having been so direct with everything that she was doing. Um, so I think it's a really interesting... It says a lot about how much they've established that character so well in this show so far that that felt like a really revealing moment i also just loved how in that sequence um they were able to get a- across a sense of kind of real feeling but also a bit of a saki attitude in the asl i mean it's such expressive um performances uh, mm. especially from from el aqua cox
1: I was just sort of going to say before I moved on, but because we were thinking through all the scenes in the, in the, in the show, that that final scene with the LARPer, whose name I have forgotten to my Rills. shame. Thank you. Um, I, I think there was a moment there where Clint was genuinely impressed by Kate's ability to just connect with people. You know, yeah. the fact that she's she's like, you're so cool. You can like fix people and you also can sword fight. It and you, you know. And she's just like completely charming him and winning him over. And I think there's a lovely moment of him realising that she's good at certain things that he is absolutely not good at. And it's a really nice little tiny touch. I liked
0: it. It's going to be very sad when she comes back to his apartment in the final episode to find a pizza dog has eaten him.
3: <laughs> she's like, never. no, we, ha- we have matching suits now and we'll never yes. get to wear them together.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, he's LARPed as a pizza and Pizza Dog has completely misread it and <laughs> it's all gone horribly wrong. Uh, before I get into the listener questions, that end, do you think that was just, it just seemed expedited, maybe a little bit conveniently, that Yelena is following Eleanor, takes a picture of someone and then would text, do you, do, okay, do you buy that Yelena would text Kate Bishop just to show she knows her name? Uh, that her mother is the one who hired Yelena to kill Clint? Or did, did, did they need to fill in a few more steps to make that work?
3: Hmm, that worked for me. Uh, Yelena's social skills seem to be not the sharpest. And uh, so the fact that she would see that situation and just be like, I will
2: text rather than being like, I don't know, I should maybe go and see her in person. Uh, it worked for me. <laughs> and I also quite like that. The fact that, like you know, she says thanks for the girls night and you think that's half a joke, but half not a joke because yeah. she probably quite enjoyed it. And when she was asking for recommendations, she was kind of serious. <laughs> like, my first yeah. time you know. in New York. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's just, it's, I totally get the, yes, I, I will text. I totally see that.
0: <laughs> did, did you get the, uh, the the gag in the background just when Yelena's going to the bathroom in the cold open and they're talking about, you know, you want to go live your sex in the city fantasy life yeah. in New York. And she's going to the bathroom and you can hear the, one of the, the girls going we should watch sex in the city together and it makes me wonder what they're making of and just like that <laughs> perhaps you can watch it whilst on a peloton you yeah, know perhaps
1: indeed yeah. <laughs> perhaps. well it's good to get some exercise well good for Deadpool your heart.
2: had lots to say about that anyway so
1: it's so good that advert so good so impressive that they they trotted that out as quickly as they did Anyway, yes, almost a- as if
0: they'd had advance warning. Uh, anyway. I don't know it was so 24 hours, literally no, it did turn it around was, yeah. in response. Yeah. Yeah. No way. That's yeah, no, like, genuinely true. Yeah. Mm. There's
1: a timeline online. Yeah.
0: They got Chris Noth in t- 24 hours it's to yep. do that. Noth. Is it Noth? Yeah. Sorry, they got Noth North to do it in 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I always thought it was pronounced Chris, but apparently not. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> right. Noth Hewitt presents. Noth- yes, it's me, <laughs> Noth Hewitt. <laughs> Uh, yes, indeed. Anyway, a couple of quick listener questions because Jimbo has a life to lead. Uh, <laughs> at, at Wood of Kings asks, we all knew the Kingpin was coming. What I wasn't prepared for was the mac and cheese. <laughs> episode six has a lot of heavy lifting to do, especially on a full stomach. I mean, <laughs> come on. Do you think it'll stick the landing? Okay, so this is what we're, we're going to do predictions for episode six. Let's cover them off now. Let's list, shall we, quickly, the the ways it needs to stick the landing. So it has to resolve Clint versus Echo. It has to resolve the Kingpin somehow. It has to resolve Eleanor's duplicitousness. It has to resolve Jack. It has to show us the Christmas party, which we know is happening because Mm. we've seen a a clip of Clint in a tuxedo at a Christmas party on the run because something goes bad. We have to see the suits. We have to see the suits. We have to see Pizza Dog again. We have to have the Larpers come back somehow and do something. We've got to have Clinton and Yelena. It's there's a lot of fucking shit to land. I
2: think you. Pizza Dog will get his name. Yeah.
1: No, I think mm, maybe. I, I I think it's possible. We don't see much more of Maya. I think she could be pretty much done. I'll be honest. I, I we it's possible, but I I don't know if we need much more from her in this show or if that was all set up for her own. But yeah, I mean, you know, you go to the Christmas party, that gives you a chance to, to sort of wrap up Jack and Eleanor <laughs> and Kingpin, potentially, all in one big hoopla scene. Uh, we also have to see Clint go home for Christmas. And possibly if Eleanor is a baden and gets carted off to prison at the end, then we have to see him bringing Kate with him. Yeah. Okay. And Ooh, Pete's yeah. dog for a beautiful family Christmas.
2: Yeah. And I, I, I need to see, I need some Yelena-Clint resolution. I must have it.
1: Oh yes, that must happen. Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
3: Get her round for dinner as well. She'll be a yes. wild addition to any uh, festive
0: gathering.
1: She can bring some reindeer. She can what make mac and cheese. Do you want
0: Jack to come and chop the turkey? Chop the turkey is that what people do? <laughs> they chop yeah, the turkey. Absolutely. They chop a turkey. <laughs> they chop a turkey.
1: I'm I'm on board with the crazy. He's Brian Darcy James theory now, so I'm I'm all I'm all in on that baby.
0: If only it made little to no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here yeah. for the toast of London theory. Uh, yeah i want him to be steven toast yeah. I, I i think yeah i i think
3: we have to get clint making it home for christmas and i think this is him exiting the mcu largely i think this is him handing the hawkeye baton across um so uh, oh, it about- all feels about getting back uh, very good it all feels like getting back to his family but as a way of as a metaphor basically for
0: getting out the game which is what he's mm.
3: kind of wanted for a long time yeah
0: yeah yeah, maybe. But I also think we have to have a payoff to Jack.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, he'll be at the party. He has to be at uh, the no, party. It's mean, not all in bail.
0: If a fee, him being a swordsman.
1: Oh. I think we've got, we're,
2: we're
0: going to see that uh, also.
1: I have
2: a logistical question, mm-hmm. and it is not about using an Uber as an escape vehicle, because that was genius. It was more about the fact that, like, can you walk through central New York holding a bow with arrows in your hand? Is that not frowned upon? Is that not the kind of stuff that gets you shot? <laughs> have you been to New York? <laughs> <laughs> is it perfectly normal? It's like, that feels like that would be frowned There upon. is no normal.
0: Yeah, I think that would be fine. I was wondering about that last week as well, because she's literally, Kate's walking around with bow and arrow and stuff. But I think that would be just kind of, hey, it's New York. It is Open what it carry is. permit. Mm.
3: One of the uh, genuinely great jokes from Clifford the Big Red Dog is when they're preparing to, for the first time, walk Clifford the Big Red Dog, who is the size of a house and bright red. Uh, and Jack Whitehall's character says...
0: Ah, uh, it's New York. No one's gonna notice, and nobody does. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Foul shopaholics back. Hooray! Got got a few questions. She she goes. Has Jack not noticed that his stolen Roland sword sword has gone? Good point. Very good point. I do feel they have uh, skimped on that side of the storyline.
1: That didn't take. a... I mean, it's not been missing for a huge amount of time, has it? It was
0: and right also there.
1: We, yeah. Well, but yeah, but he may not have like. Cared initially, like immediately, like he may not have reached for it initially and therefore not noticed yet. So, yeah. Yeah. Or he may have noticed it was gone, but had bigger things to worry about, what with being arrested and such.
0: Val is also the one who pointed out that uh, Jack being arrested looked incredibly shady and staged. (laughs) Uh, and she asks, if Eleanor is the one who hired uh, Yelena to kill Clint, then why? What does he have to do with any of her shady business dealings or kingpins? That's it. She could have been. Kingpin could have said, Kill Clint Barton!
1: Vanessa!
3: Oh, yeah. Well, Prediction for next episode. Uh, Eleanor's middle name is Vanessa. <laughs>
1: um, well, I mean, in fairness, if he was the Ronin and killed vast numbers of their lieutenants. Maybe that's reason enough for her to hire um, someone to kill him, um, if they knew that, or if they figured that out.
2: I think it's because he said to her, I'm not going to give this up. I can't give this up. Like He, he just says it to her face, doesn't he? That He's never going to walk away from it.
1: Yeah, but that was like hours before Yelena arrived. That seems no, what very I'm just last saying, minute. You know, they yeah, they were very quickly. Yeah, maybe.
2: Hmm. It's a gig economy, isn't it? There's probably an app for it, isn't it? Dial a Black Widow. There's a Black Widow app, and you just tell them the place. It's like an Uber, and tell them the person, and they send someone.
1: Black Widow Rabbit? No, wait. We'll workshop it. Yeah, sure that sounds right.
2: (laughs)
0: Blender? Blander? (laughs) I don't know. Killer. K-I-L-L-R. That's it. That's what it should be. It's a
2: killer app, literally.
3: (laughs) Sorry, how do you sign up to be a part of
2: this? (laughs) like, Like you didn't found it. Ben kills for fun people not for profit. <laughs> He's like for I'll
0: kill I'll kill for free but not for fee. hang on, confuse myself. At Druvad. Does Fal work for the Kingpin? Are we going to see Wilson Fisk presiding over the Dark Avengers Thunderbolts? Can I just say I really hope you don't see Fal? <laughs> in, <laughs> yeah. In the next episode mm. that'd be great. And I, I also like the fact that they've kind of retconned it a little bit maybe to have Eleanor be the one who has actually hired Yelena and Val is just the intermediary.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think Val will turn up in this, and I don't think she works for the Kingpin, although I'm absolutely sure she knows he exists and huh. possibly sometimes has dealings with him, but I don't think she's in any way a minion of his.
0: Stee Hen, Stee Nine Hen, regular contributor, uh, well, he's echoed what you've just said, calling it now the final episode ends with Christmas dinner at the Bartons with Yelena and Kate.
1: Yay! Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be cosy?
0: Not so much a question, more of a comment. Uh, was Yelena better than in this than in Black Widow, says S.P. Beale. She is great in both of them, how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Galvin14 asks, what do you guys think have been the best openings to MCU TV episodes so far? I mean, this would be up there. And
3: the and as we said, the WandaVision episode uh, that opened with more blippage, uh, I like that it gives you these little snapshots that they feel like tasty little morsels. Um, as part of the wider fabric of the MCU story but that you get them parceled out within these episodes while at the same time them not feeling Mm. like they've just been tacked on like there's a very specific reason why we see this for Yelena
2: now but it ultimately isn't necessarily part of the hawkeye story but that's it and i think you're right it's rather than it just being this is a great part of an episode or great part of a series that is a moment which enriches the greater mcu as a whole not essential but it does enrich it and i think that makes it feel special even when you're watching it because it has you know ramifications yeah
0: at earth's mixtape given the multiverse any chance of in the final episode seeing kate and clint meet daniel day lewis alan alder and donald sutherland (laughs) (laughs) yes all the hawkeyes together all pointing at each other. That would yeah, be that's it. simply <laughs> tremendous. Uh, John C. 666 do you think in next week's finale we'll see Laura arrive to help Clint out and get him home for Christmas? Do you think we might get huh. to see Linda Cardellini in a scene with Jeremy Renner? Only if he goes home.
1: You think? I, yeah, I, I don't know. If there's a, a threat to their kids, does she leave the kids? I don't think no. so. She clearly has some, you know, talents of her own. I, I don't think she leaves the kids when there's a list out there with their names on.
3: Maybe Kate does go back to theirs for dinner because her own mum will be in prison because she's a un. That's what
1: I
2: we'll
3: said that. That's what Helen said earlier yeah. Sorry Yeah My brain oh, is absolutely fried you've,
0: you've, you've, you've done it Ben You've, you've done it now Mansplained I'm sorry Oh my god No it's Trample that Trample all over the woman As she speaks
1: It's what, 17 hours of podcasting today Have broken soul yes. What he's <laughs> doing is
0: He's trampling over you As you speak How do you feel about that
1: <laughs> Th- Thanks for explaining Helen, Chris what he's doing
0: bit... is I don't know if you've noticed <laughs> But Ben is absolutely <laughs> Mansplaining the shit Out of this right now Mansplaining
2: is what happens When a man <laughs> Okay stop I need go
0: <laughs> At Tedrick, I'm sure this, is a, this has been on my mind as we work towards a Kingpin reveal. Is there an actual explicit reason that the pre-Disney Plus TV shows aren't considered canon? I recognise Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did that to themselves by ignoring the whole blip, but um, now we have Defenders characters arriving in the proper MCU. Mm. I, I don't think that we were ever, they were canon. This is the whole thing. The Netflix shows were canon. Yeah. And then they just weren't part of the, because, you know, they were Netflix, and they had a separate deal. They were never really considered, they were never brought into the fold full time. But this clearly indicates, and whether Charlie Cox shows up anywhere else or in here, then, you know, that this clearly indicates that those characters have been knocking around in their own time. But because you're street level, you know, what are they going to do with fucking Thanos? Nothing. nothing. <laughs> yes, what could they do that a
2: man with a bow and arrow couldn't? Hey,
0: he wasn't hey. just a man with a bow and arrow. He was a man with a terrible fucking haircut as well at that point. And as
3: we learned, one of his arrows can deliver tiny messages. How adorable.
1: True. So cute.
3: <laughs> Wish we know how he's delivering his Christmas cards. I hope he fired an arrow at Thanos that has a tiny
0: message that just said, fuck you. In it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos was wrong, dipshit. <laughs>
1: that's,
0: that's it. Uh... Uh no where Andy has asked real quick, with Yelena saying the blip felt like five seconds, were those who were snapped actually the lucky ones and the survivors mm. were the real victims. He then goes on to say, before James defends him, Thanos is a <laughs> c- hunt
1: Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo Correct <laughs>
3: Helen, is this your burner account? Yeah, I was gonna what say Helen, hello? stop sending in oh, questions. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, no, one hundred percent. I think it'd be well, I think you're going to be traumatized either way. I feel like either way, like the entire global population is going to be a bit, you know, lally for a little bit, aren't they? Because either you've got the trauma of remembering that time you suddenly disappeared and the world went on for five years without you, or you have the trauma of remembering those five years where half the people you love in the world vanished. And you had to pick up the pieces and rebuild society somehow and only for them all to suddenly disappear, reappear as if no time had passed. It, like, you're going to be a bit, you know, loopy either way. <laughs> I I just, I feel like, you know, I love it when, and I've said this before, I love it when these shows deal with the ramifications but I, I feel i've barely scratched the surface of that it's uh it's huge
3: so helen are you saying that maybe it would have been more ethical just to leave everybody snapped and that nope. maybe what the avengers nope. were wrong no nope.
1: <laughs> no 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 no
0: no all right the last question comes from sack gross and he asks simply can you play a game of dead slash retired slash at large for each character at the end of the series. So, okay, okay. so we take the, the major characters, uh, who's gonna be dead, who's gonna be retired, who's gonna be at large. Kay. I'm gonna go out on the limb here and say that nobody's gonna be dead. But let's go character by character. Okay. So let's start with Echo. Dead, retired, or at large? Because at at large. Large,
2: she has a TV series to make.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. This is true. Damn it. Unless yep. of course that is the stealth daredevil show we were talking about But they don't tend to They don't tend to do shows That don't have The character's name In the title Or, or films For that matter Or They're do always, they et cetera. Or do they I don't think they do Do yeah, they Probably not. No they don't Yeah Yeah take that Names uh, Jack Dead, retired Or at large
1: At large at Possibly imprisoned I was going to say Maybe not at large small?
0: Incarcerated mm. uh, Sacro says We'll count imprisoned As retired Right. Oh, okay. Retired okay. then. Maybe retired, retired. then. Retired. Okay, interesting. Eleanor Bishop. Retired. 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 Brian Darcy James. Retired. <laughs> Undead?
1: <laughs>
3: mumble <Marvel> zombie. <laughs> <confirmed. Marvel> zombies.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> retired?
2: Fraffy, who doesn't work for free, but works for a fee. Retired. Well, no, actually at large. I think at large, because he'll probably be in the Echo Show. Or, or, oh no, you're right, because she, depending on how this goes, she, he could get murderized by her. He might be so. the one who gets, who gets yeah. deaded. Yeah. yeah, okay.
1: I don't know if she'll straight up murder him, though. I think she'll just press him. You always see the best in people. Well, also, like, these are superhero shows. I mean, is she? You know, I a might professional predict, criminal. Just, I might yeah. predict something different if it was, you know, the Snyderverse, but here I, I don't necessarily see her, her straight up murdering him. Yes.
0: This, this is, is a Rennerverse. Bad things yes. happen. <laughs> Bad things happen Alright uh, Who's left Who's left Have we done Eleanor Bishop
1: We have Yelena yes, we
0: have. Yelena Belova At, no, large. at large. large Pizza largest. dog oh. at at Largest large. Living large <laughs> Having his own
3: entire pizza At the Christmas dinner
0: uh, The guy who plays Captain America In Roger the Musical yeah. <laughs> I hope imprisoned Murdered <laughs> Murdered
2: <laughs> <laughs> Killed brutally in an alley
0: <laughs> uh, And then last but not least Well second last but not second least uh, Kate Bishop
2: At
1: large At
0: large and um Clint Barton whose name dead. I forgot <laughs> dead <laughs> <Retired>. murdered killed <laughs> <Hattily> yes, <retired. laughs>
2: yeah. I think the the festive you know glow of this would be somewhat ruined if he gets brutally murdered in the final episode True. so yes I lo-
0: I love how Christmassy this show is, by the way. like mm. Almost every single shot, almost every single set has Christmas lights or a Christmas tree and there's Christmas music playing. It just makes me feel... So what's the word? Mm, Christmassy. It's it's word. it's lovely.
3: Even it is lovely. the fact that the return of Kingpin has been soundtracked by You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, I thought <laughs> was, I was a lovely to touch. Yeah. Yeah. So this clever.
1: True.
0: Vanessa! What do you want for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> anyway, on that note, on that note, that is it for our penultimate Hawkeye spoiler special. Hope you've enjoyed it. Next week's the last one, folks—the last one. Very, very sad indeed. But, uh, but anyway, until then, until we meet again, until that hawkspicious occasion. Oh boy, it's goodbye for my three colleagues. I was such a lethal cunning. Trust a bro is his squadcast name, but in <laughs> real life he goes by James Dyer. Goodbye. Know him, Lee, by Ben Travis. Although here. He has the moniker, Ronan Keating. <laughs> just want to say
3: very quickly, I'm obsessed with how Eleanor put that plaster on Kate's head.
2: Is that how yeah. plasters are supposed to work? I've, I've never said, done that They're very life. smooth. And like, yes. Yeah, that, I, that been, the, I was slightly like, obsessed with bits that. Bits are for, I um, just peel that is what they're all for, it yeah. off So you then... don't touch the plaster, so it's hygienic. Yeah, you mustn't touch it. As a trained first aider, I know this.
1: But also, wouldn't it hurt less to just use a cotton wool ball to clear the wounds rather than a Q-tip?
2: Well, that's why she's evil. Yeah, she's evil. She caused the wound, so she should like stab
1: it at them. <laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway, these are the big questions.
2: Goodbye. You have supposed to stop the Q-tip when you meet resistance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That is the best friend's reference in this week's episode, and there will not be a second. It is goodbye from Yelena O'Hara, who goes in real life by Yelena (laughs) O'Hara
1: I probably would in Russia right but you probably would
0: (laughs) toodaloo and it's goodbye from me Mac and jeez the greatest Joey Tribbiani TV show Damn it! there was a Second Friends reference Uh, anyway I'm off to see Spider-Man No Way Home and well done us for not discussing that at all during the discussion of this episode thank you so much for listening see you next time bye